Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to the What Podcast. This is a podcast that we started in 2018, originally to talk about the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival, and it has grown into much, much more. It's a music about festivals in general and music in general when we want to. Plus, we kind of talk about whatever else we want to. I'm Barry. That's Lord Taco. You'll notice again this week, not with us, is... uh, my co-host and co-founder, uh, along with uh, Russ, Lord Taco, and I, uh, Brad Steiner. I I need to I need to come clean. I guess Taco last week. You know, I kind of said he was busy. Um, I, the truth is, Brad's kind of been on a uh, hunger strike ever since he made that list of demands. What was it? Four weeks ago, about who he wanted. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. he he made that list of demands back in August 24th of who he wanted to see at uh, next year's Bonnaroo. Uh, Chief among them, Rage Against the Machine and uh, the Wild Hearts got a whole list. And he's been on this hunger strike. Uh, I don't think he's had any red meat since. I, I'm pretty sure he's not eating any red meat. Pretty sure he's not any red meat yet. Um, <laughs> That's making those yeah. demands. <laughs> yeah, he's he's waiting on a response. He, yeah. he wants he wants to be heard, and uh, he's weak. How he's yeah, he's weakened. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's not with us. But uh, as we told you last week uh, in talking with Matt Carney, that we uh, Russ and I both attended uh, the Moon River Festival here in Chattanooga. It got rained out on Sunday. And they were able to uh, pretty quickly pivot and come put together a impromptu concert at Memor- our rem- Memorial Auditorium here in Chattanooga. In um, about, depending on how, when you want to start counting, it was either four and a half hours or two and a half hours. I think the first phone call went out about four or four thirty. The but. That original even, even four and a half hours is is got to be a record as far as yeah starting from scratch and then getting a full production team together and and throw on a concert yeah that first uh, phone call just kind of said hey can you guys start talking about it and they did and at about six I think they decided 
wasn't going to happen because it looked like it was going to clear up, and then three minutes later it was happening. So that's where the two yeah. and a half hours comes. Yeah, and you, uh, you know, when you really think about it, it's not just unlocking the doors and saying, "Here you go." You that's know, right. they had um, ushers, they had security, they had you know everybody, uh, food vendors, everybody that would normally be there for a fully planned show. They just showed up out of nowhere, and uh, it's it's a lot of behind the scenes to make that happen. And it was pretty neat to hear them talk about how this all came together so quickly. Yeah, and, and uh, I think another really really valid point that they make and you're going to hear the the interviews russ and i i i I, if you don't know this show russ is his real name we call him lord taco i go back and forth so if that confuses (laughs) you i'm I'm, i apologize um but you'll hear we talk with and let me set this up real quick if i can this we started this show in 2018 brad steiner and i did with with Russ. Russ is the web designer, the technical guy, the producer. He's the one that makes it all work. Uh, Brad and I are typically on camera lately because we've gone through YouTube, Russ, because, I mean, look at that punum. I mean, you got to have that punum <laughs> on camera, right? <laughs> so he's been joining us. Um, but we started it. Um, I work, I have for 35, 36 years at the Chattanooga Times Free Press as a entertainment reporter brad is a radio guy he's done it for 21 years 22 years something like just that. just about yeah that sounds about right yeah and so we've been going to bonnaroo since almost the beginning 16 years um and we we noticed that throughout the year even when you know august and whatever january february we were talking about it um uh, and we figured there were probably other people doing the same we were fascinated by the logistics of it. We love the inside baseball part of it. And so we kind of half jokingly said we should do a podcast for about two or three months leading up to the 2018 one. And we've been doing it ever since. We love the inside baseball stuff is the. Yes. Is my long and way to be around. Clear, right. You and Brad uh, conceived and founded the show and then uh, in, just invited me if I could help out with some of the website and technical stuff and i said sure i said uh you know and i got a free bonnery ticket of it and i thought that'd be it yeah um <laughs> i didn't think we'd still be doing it five years later and no. i didn't think i would end up on the show frank quite frankly yeah well it works and and it, it works out yeah so and, and, so and you and point, I, I mean we, go ahead we, we did find there's a lot more to talk about than just the bands and just the artists that's right just yeah. the lineup and so, Russ, uh, we have a website, thewhatpodcast.com. You can look at all of the artists and industry people that we've had as guests. And and when I look at it, I'm stunned. Uh, I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun and, and a real learning. I mean, from Ashley Capps, AC Entertainment, the founder, founder of AC Entertainment and co-founder of Bonnaroo, um, has been a guest. Jeff Quayar. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a list. Yeah, um, impressive. It's, it's, yeah, we've had promoters, radio people. I mean, it's Ed O'Brien, Radiohead, um, uh, Briston Maroney is among our favorites. We've just had a bunch. You can look at the list. And, and I say that just in case you're new to the show, you know, you're wondering who these two guys are and who cares. Um, <laughs> but it's the inside baseball part 
that I really wanted to bring up because that's kind of really what we got into with this episode. I mean, it's it's way inside baseball. Um, we talked with Ted Heinig, president of AC Entertainment currently, uh, Drew Holcomb, co-founder of the Moon River Festival. We talked with uh, Nick Wilkinson and Courtney Keene and Sam Fort. They're the folks over at Memorial, Aud- Memorial Auditorium that made it happen on Sunday. And I want to point out, you know, that sounds like it's Chattanooga-centric, but I think it was, should be interesting or could be interesting to anybody anywhere because, you know, you all have theaters in your hometown and there's festivals everywhere. And uh, I'm not saying they can all happen like this. I'm not saying they I'm not saying that they could even do it again here. The uh, stars lined up for them, like you said, to be able to it's not just opening the door and turning on the lights. They had 18 bartenders show up. I mean, yeah. think about that <laughs> on a Sunday who got the call after six o'clock. Um, and the other thing I was going to say, and uh, it comes up in the in the interview, is it's a heck of a risk for the artist. I mean, they didn't show up with all their production and their own sound guy. They didn't even get to do sound checks. So, I mean, yeah, think about that. The last thing they want to do is is suck, basically. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> you know? Yes, because the 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 PR from that would be worse than a cancellation. Yeah, exactly. He, I didn't know he sounded that bad or whatever. You know, yeah. or he didn't play yeah, my it, favorite it, song or whatever. I mean, <laughs> think about it. Yeah, but, there's uh, a lot that could have gone wrong. That's right. And they and they also we we pointed out a little bit. I think I don't think we made such a big pointed in this particular set of interviews because i think i added some of it out but um the seat i gotta quit doing that i did that on the last show i'm sorry i don't know why i'm russ and i were laughing it's not like my dentures are falling out because i don't (laughs) have dentures so i'll try to quit doing that but c3 and ac and drew um, and live nation basically are going to refund uh people's money if you bought two-day tickets they're going to refund half and that also includes your fees if you bought one day sunday tickets they're going to refund that which is pretty remarkable and and that i think that's what really sort of i don't know is the two things it was the sunday show and the refund because we got the refund notice first right yes and i didn't expect that at all no uh, they don't have to do that and i don't think a, anyone did no that's a that's a big shout out to c3 and live nation who can make that sort of thing happen. Um, but as part of our show, you know, when Bonnaroo canceled uh, last year after the hurricane came through, uh, there was a lot of social media chatter that people didn't get their refunds for months and months and months. And so there wasn't a lot of communication. So they kind of took a, a PR hit. Um, this is essentially the same folks not, I mean, Drew Holcomb is, is different, but it's essentially many of the same folks that do Bonnaroo. And um, quite honestly, they learned a lesson, right? I mean, obviously. I think so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've been somewhat critical over the last few years. I mean, if there's something that needs to be pointed out that could go better, we've pointed it out. So That's right. Uh, but And then on the flip side, when something goes very well and they do something great, we want to 
highlight that yeah. and talk about it. And I think that's what this is. Um, you're going to hear, I mean, Brad has said many, many times on this show that we, you know, while we're, um, I mean, I'm a newspaper journalist. He's a radio guy. Uh, this is a podcast. We can be critical, but we're also big, big fans. We love mm-hmm. music festivals and and that sort of thing. So we try to straddle that line, I guess. So if there's uh, moments of uh, bloviating or or going too far, you know, forgive us, but we're fans. But also, I think we try to ask good questions. And uh, if we don't know the answer, we try to go to the source. And I really exactly. think that's what we did here. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we did it. I mean, kudos to them. I mean, I woke up Monday morning and thought, this is a good story. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about this. And so I reached out to Ted Heinig, who I expected to, you know, for whatever reason, to legitimately say, I, I can't, can't do it now. You know, got to run through this, this person and that person. And we were on the phone with him and Drew Holcomb an hour and 15 minutes later. Is that about right? Yeah. It, it came together very quick. It yeah. Surprising. It usually doesn't go that fast. No, it does not. <laughs> it's usually a lot of back and forth and yeah. well, when can you do it? And yeah, let me get it through this guy. Yeah. And, and uh, Sue, Sue, uh, a PR person was on an airplane and made it happen. And uh, thank you to her. Thank you to yes. to Ted and Drew. And then the next day, similar, we were on the phone with the folks over at Memorial on a Zoom call. So you're going to see two Zoom calls, and we, I tried to edit between the two. So if there's, if it's not the slickest production, you know, again, we tried to do it as quickly as we could because I, I want yeah, to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, we're scrambling, too, to get this content out because we think it's important. Yeah. And, and that's, um, honestly, that's why Brad is is not here he's got a lot going on where he is uh with his work but uh yeah taco and i wanted to get it done and thank you i mean you jumped on there too uh for both of those zoom calls and i'm glad you did um me too and it was kind of uh it was a high point because we left sunday you know we had three band interviews scheduled sunday that's right and you know when when the word came down that you know this isn't going to happen i was a little disappointed that we had stuff that we could talk about and didn't get to do it. And then it turned out that we actually had, did have a lot to talk about. Yeah. We we were were, able to move quickly and and get this out. We were lined up to talk to Ben from band of horses and Sammy Ray Mm -hmm. and, uh, wilder auto folks. And we were very excited about it and, uh, you know, not trying to complain. It happens. And, and so this is the point of this conversation is we go, it's a deep dive. Uh, with Ted and Drew, what was going through their minds, why they canceled, uh, the reasons behind it, you know, the, the whole, almost a blow-by-blow blow kind of thing, starting at about, what, 2.15? Um, that yep. was interesting. And then and then the folks from the Tivoli Foundation, which, which runs Memorial, uh, jump in. And, and the series of events for why that worked is uh, is pretty fascinating. So... I think it has a little bit of everything. It has a behind the curtains kind of what's it like to run an event like this? What's it like to make these kinds of decisions? And just the honestly the dumb luck of everything that fell into place 
<laughs> from guys like Leon Bridges showing up and borrowing someone else's guitar. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's such a great detail, right? It is. And, and there's so many things that they talk about that if one thing had gone wrong, it would have like right. pulled the thread out and unraveled and the bottom would have fallen out. It wouldn't have happened. But That's a great way to put it. That's exactly thing, right. Things one, did one come thing. together. Yeah. One, yeah. And there was a lot of those one things that, that could have <laughs> killed yeah. this whole idea. I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because one thing we didn't mention in the interview and um, even in in last week's show that I wanted to point out that that we that we didn't talk about, but we didn't miss uh, these kinds of things have happened elsewhere. I mean, Bonnaroo last year when the hurricane hit, they, we had many ruse. We had many events. You and I, you were involved in two of them, maybe three, mm-hmm. uh, right? three at this point. Yeah. I mean, it happens where people pivot, they rally, they set up a stage in a sound system somewhere else. I don't want to, uh, I, I don't want to, you know, dismiss that. Um, it happens all the time. You know, even, even on Sunday, Drew and Ellie, Holcomb went out into a crowd with a guitar and played for an hour. J.P. Sachs did the same. I mean, that happens, and uh, I don't mean to dismiss that. This is a little bit different because we're talking about a a municipal building, a city auditorium um, that holds 3,000 people and four or five, five or six artists that were scheduled to play that Sunday showed up and did a, a mini concert. Yeah, and this and, wasn't just yeah it wasn't just people just showing up and playing a guitar there was there was a, a lot little bit of bigger work here. a little bit bigger than that and again bit. that's mm-hmm. not to uh, diminish in any way the mini ruse that happened i mean you know our friends darla i mean charla and daniel um with uh, the rubus and and Lindsay and uh, all those people that did that that huge mini rue just outside the Manchester area and even in Manchester. I know the, the Bonnaroo, yeah. the Bonnaroo folks were, were instrumental in, you know, providing what a generator and maybe some staging. So, I mean, yeah, that's another example of stuff thrown together at the last minute and it all comes together. Yeah. Um, so it's it not was, unprecedented a at all. And yeah. like I said, I don't want to diminish those happening and and I think Drew even mentions Brandy Carlisle uh, did similar at a at another festival so it it, it happens this was just uh, just an un I don't know not unbelievable but uh, unusual circum uh, set of circumstances and um, mm-hmm. it it just it fascinated you and me so we wanted to talk about it and they were willing to jump on the phone in the zoom and talk to us about it. So, yeah. And you can tell by their uh, conversation that they were just as excited to pull this off as we were to see it happen. That's a great that, point. Yeah. That that, they're all fans and, you know, they, they work in it, but they're also, uh, you know, just as much excited about live music and shows and stuff as we are. So yeah, it's neat that they could, they could pull it all off. I was, I, I talked with Ted Heinig, uh, yesterday, I think, so two days after we did the initial interview and we were just kind of talking about it again and rehashing. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll put it this way. Maybe the the thing that sums it up for me is Sam, uh, who was the technical, basically the production guy at Memorial, who was on vacation 
and uh, was not supposed to be back until Monday and just yep. happened to be in town on Sunday. And uh, his his comment was, it was the most exciting thing I've been a part of, and I would have been mad had I missed it. That's mm-hmm. kind of what sums it up. So Yeah, and who could say that about their job, that I would have been mad if I had missed some work? You know? <laughs> Working on a Sunday night when I should have been yeah. <laughs> asleep or fishing or whatever. All yeah, right. that's a so, great point. Yeah. So it's about a about a twenty five minute. It's not hopefully not too too long, and I hope you guys will watch it because I have a feeling it's something we're going to be talking about and referencing and and all of that for future um, events and and festivals. So uh, I guess uh, without any more, here we go. Well, let me go ahead and set things up if 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 I can. Uh, for you know. First of all, thank you both uh, for for joining us. And uh, Taco and I were there Saturday. Uh, we got to interview Wild Rivers and um, uh, uh, Matt Carney. Uh, Matt, Matt and then I, I was there Sunday until I had to evacuate. But yeah. uh, I, I saw I saw Maggie Rose and then some of Sammy Ray. So yeah, and I and I, then, I uh, wanted to uh, I I got to hug and howdy with Ted. I, Drew, we never got to actually speak, but I did want no. to commend you on your three-legged race skills. <laughs> yeah, pretty I mean, I'm epic. Sorry that my my son's uh, backstage birthday party was right in the middle of your wild. Oh, no, it's awesome, man! I listened. <laughs> it to was it. great. It makes it's it's perfect. It's so great, and uh, I had forgotten that your son was born four years ago this weekend. So I mean, that was yeah, makes it even. Right even better but uh so for people listening and and i don't know how this show is going to work out because like like what you guys did during moon river we've we're sort of uh adapting uh i just think what you guys did was so amazing um that we wanted to talk about it so i reached out to uh people and they made it happen very very quickly so that's why we're talking so we'll jump in but yeah i'd like i'd just like to start because I just think Drew deserves so much of the credit here for coming up with the idea to have a, an amazing show at Memorial. Um, just it, it took uh, it took what was a a really tough day and, and turned it into something that that for sure is a Moon River highlight for the rest of my life. I was there, Ted, at Bonnaroo when they emptied the site what four or five years ago uh, that's a, a a unique situation where you can have eighty thousand people literally go back to their cars and their tents kind of hunker down and then clear everything and then bring them all back uh, i was there at forecastle in i think 18 or 19 with sam smith when he was on stage and the gust nato came up i've never seen a storm like that uh, had to clear the site and you guys had to adapt and get everything ready for Sunday, which you did. Um, but this weekend on Sunday, you had to clear the site. Looked like everything was maybe going to get going back around six. Uh, then six fifteen, six thirty, we get the notice that everything is canceled for the night. Hour later, I get a phone call from Nick Wilkinson over at the Tivoli Foundation said, hey, I think we're going to put this concert on at Memorial Auditorium. I'll know more in about five minutes. Well, 
the actual first call was around probably, I was probably about the same time he called you, Sam. What, what time was that about three or four? I'll look at my phone here. Um, like four 30. Yeah. I was actually, I was getting ready to go to uh, moon river. Um, I was having dinner with my wife. We have, we had no kids. We were going to try to have a nice kind of relaxing lunch and the rain came. And then, um, I, you know, I just dismissed it. Like, Oh, well, they'll, they'll be fine. This will blow right over. We'll be good. And then, uh, got a call from Ted. It's probably the same time Sam did. And I realized, wait, something's happening here. Um, they're way too busy to be bothered, you know, with me right now. And, and then obviously he said, Hey, uh, would it be possible if we had to somehow make something happen here? You know, if we could possibly move it to Memorial Auditorium, would you guys be willing to do that? And I said, sure, you know, we'll figure it out. Don't know exactly how that'll work. Does that set the stage? Am I missing? I mean, that's kind of the very, very basics. Now, what we want to do is how did that happen? Because it doesn't just happen, uh, you know, it, it's not like the old, uh, the old cartoons or whatever where somebody says hey i've got a barn let's let's go throw a show stuff has to move stuff has to happen so if you guys don't mind take us through how that happened yesterday Ted, you want me to roll first yeah why don't you take it you take the fun stuff drew and then i'll, I'll handle the unfun stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah ted can go into sort of the bigger decisions about what happened with the festival um but around five o'clock, that cell was on top of the festival, leaving the first cell, uh, second cell. I can't remember which one it was. There's some, there's a couple of them. But we got, we were, we we were getting rained on really hard, and then it stopped. And there was obviously a lot of conversation happening about wh what that storm had done to the site. Um, and so there was some chatter about whether or not we would be able to go on and in the meantime ellie and i ran out there were tons of people out sort of by the gate and so ellie and i went out there with just a guitar played for about an hour just for all the people who were standing there waiting to get information i literally while playing i had no idea what was gonna sort of transpire so as soon as i got off uh, as soon as i went back inside the, the uh, green room area artist area i got word that um they were canceling and Previous to going out there and doing that, I had sort of floated an idea to my manager, Paul, and to Brian Benson, our, another one of our partners, one of Ted's folks. Um, hey, worst case here can, is like, is, is the Memorial Auditorium open? Can we just throw an acoustic show if, if worst case happens here? And it was kind of said, honestly, a little bit in jest. Not, I mean, because I just, at that point, was pretty confident we were going to be, be able to re, restart. Uh, no, Sam called me. I thought he was joking. Cause I knew he had just gotten back from his trip. So I was like, Oh, you, this is a joke. Um, so I get off, uh, you know, fast forward an hour, hour and 20 minutes later, I get off, I get word that we're going to have to cancel. And, um, Brian comes into my dressing room. He's like, were you serious the, about helping put this thing together? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I want to try to do something, you know, um, uh, a lot of, a lot of frustrated people. It's, you know, you can't control the weather obviously, but also there's all these, you know, the memorial doesn't hold as many people are at the festival. We are getting word that a lot of people had left for the day just because of the forecast. And, you know, so we just thought, man, we can try to throw something together here. We sent immediate word out to all the managers of the artists who were on site for the day and sort of got a head count. And the first head 
How we got was local natives were immediately in. Sammy Ray said she would like to do it. JP said yes. And as a matter of fact, he had already gone out to play as well out in the parking lot for people. And um, I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw that too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really sweet. And then we were still waiting for from, from other acts. And there's obviously like, you know, when you're putting on a festival, like bands and stuff, it's really complicated because people have, have a show. And there's a reason why production and changeover takes long because you got takes a long time to sound check and and so i just want to like throw a huge shout out to the artists who are willing to do this because they knew they were walking into a dumpster fire of 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 like you know a last minute throw and go not the way you want to sound not the way you want to look not the scenario that's a dream but also like real you know also taking advantage of the fact that hey these people love this music and a lot of them traveled here to play and local natives especially they were so great because this was going to be their last show of the year so to do what they did is a big big um what's the word risk is one word for them yeah you know the last thing they want to do is put on a bad show and have people oh, yeah leave. yeah i leave think it was risky sounded bad you know yeah i think it was risky on, on everybody's part you know like there's a lot of moving variables there as far as, you know, this, the quality of the sound, you know, people are using, there were some guitars that people had never played before that were just brought in because they needed some guitars. Cause a lot of these artist gear is on the truck. So there's every variable was, was, I mean, Leon Bridges was downstairs being like, I'm going to guess I'm going to figure out how to play guitar again. And he's like down there with Abraham and they're just like rehearsing, like going through like, so we're shuffling all this stuff around downstairs, trying to give them their space to, you know, so they can, get it together and rehearse and put on a good show and yeah man i don't know what happened but like every, the sound quality of everything was great um yeah i had so i was on vacation in colorado for the past 10 days fishing and had been driving in a car for over 24 hours got to chattanooga at 10 45 a.m sunday went to sleep woke up i was like i'm gonna take a shower i'm gonna go eat and like, I knew I had Moon River passes. Like, I'm just going to give them to somebody and make their day because I just need to relax and chill. And then um, look across as I'm coming out of the shower, look across, see that the phone's going off and it's Ted. I was like, oh, man. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, hey, we're going to move Moon River to Memorial. What do you think? I was like, uh, do what? <laughs> I didn't even know it was raining. So I look outside. I'm like, oh, this is bad. Um, but thank goodness, like right before we had, uh, before I'd gone on vacation, Phillips PA was sitting up at Memorial and there was still some lighting that was gelled. And um, right before we left, the guys were like, should we take this down and like get it all put up? And I was like, you know what? Let's just, since I'm going on vacation, let's just leave it, you know? So that way if something happens, I don't know, just the stars really kind of aligned to make that work. That would have been two and a half hours. There's no way we could have gotten that PA up. So with the PA being up and then Philip Jones from PLJ Audio, just like, absolutely. I mean, he's probably the one that saved it more than anybody. Like he just, I called him. I was like, I need a, I need an audio engineer. I need five wedges. I need a, a an amp rack. Can you can you be here in fifteen minutes? And he's like, I'm calling. <laughs> and just threw it together. I mean, Happens all the, the time, right? Yeah. He, he mixed it on the fly. We did hardly any sound check. Some people didn't even show up. Like Drew's calling me, being like, we need this. There's gonna be like start out with three people, then it's five people, and then it changed. You know, Leon showed up. People just kept coming through the door. It was pretty wild. It was a really exciting fun night, though. So then Abraham Alexander reaches out to me on Instagram, who he his set did get to happen early in the day, right before the chaos began. And he said, yeah, hey, I saw man, a little bit of his set. Yeah, he was incredible. It was. So he, he basically said, 
uh, we had not heard back from Charlie or Leon's Charlie Crockett or Leon's people yet. Um, and had gotten sort of the, the impression that they were not going to be able to make it, make it work for them. And, you know, cheers to Abraham because he reached out to me on Instagram and said, Hey, I'm coming. I'd love to play a couple songs and help out. And also I'm, I'm trying really hard to get Charlie and Leon to come because they're all three friends. And so, um, we got worried about halfway through the show that, that Charlie was, we got word at the beginning of the show that Charlie was coming. And then we got worried about halfway through the show that Leon was on his way. And, uh, it was a, just an absolutely magical night. And the, the artists were so gracious to do that. And the fans came in, I mean, they were lined up outside the building by the thousands. I don't know how many people it holds in there, but there had to have been 3000 people in the room. Yeah. Maybe that... 2,500. I don't know, but it was, uh, definitely like it was incredibly emotional. It was difficult. Um, it was this weird mixture of disappointment from the day, but also this unique thing got to happen that was literally once in a lifetime for everybody in the room. I called Nick Wilkinson at 6.03 p.m. Uh, last night. <laughs> and I said to Nick, hey, we want to, you know, Drew wants to do a Drew Holcomb and Friends special show at the Memorial. Can we make this happen? I, I might have said, please you've got to make this happen and nick and nick's all nick said to me was you got it i think he might have said buddy you got it he says buddy a lot he's just like you got it and then he's like i gotta go and he hung up on yeah and that was it (laughs) pretty much right i mean again i i knew that the the people who were really in the trenches like sam courtney and all the folks they had to activate you know, we had to make sure because we had been kind of going back and forth. We all gathered up at Memorial. What was that, guys? About five mm-hmm. or so. Yeah. And we were all kind of walking through just to see what what the everything looked like. Thankfully, the place was in great shape. Like Sam said, the equipment was up. It's about the. I mean, we had just had it cleaned. I mean, it was really, really it looked sharp. So I was like, well, everything looks great here. That was it. Yeah. I was like, Nick, uh, and then I texted him, like, we got to do doors at 830. And yeah. I mean, he what called. an amazing, amazing team that they, in two hours and 27 minutes, were able to assemble a staff, have concessions to sell to people, uh, get their ushers in place. Like, it was a whole different team of people that Memorial, Memorial uses than Moon River. And they got their team together and executed the night. And I thought, I thought they were just superstars. Ted, I, I feel like I need to ask this, and I probably should have asked it at the front. Uh, and we might move it, move it around, but because I, I know people are going to want to know what are the sort of things that go into making that decision, that go no go uh, type of decision. And I don't know if you can answer that in a, in a minute or two, well, but it's not a, uh, it's I'll, not I'll, easy. I'll answer right? it quickly. It's okay. it's not. I mean, it's like. Um, going back to what Drew was saying, like there, there's a group of us who work on this festival for a year. Like today, we're already starting to talk about artists for next year. What are we going to do that's going to make it better next year? Um, so it, it's just really, it's devastating when you're faced with making a call to not move forward with something you know, for the safety of the fans and the staff and the artists, it's just, it's just really hard. And it's, you know, for me, it was a little emotional, but at the end of the day, like I thought, I, I don't, I don't think, I know our team made a really hard call. It was painful, uh, but it was, 
primarily based on the conditions of the site. Um, it was it was flooded in a lot of areas and a lot of key areas that we needed to access for both, uh, you know, for patrons and for ADA, et cetera. Uh, and the fact that we were getting uh, a weather forecasted, we're predicting additional storms that would have rain and, and lightning. Yeah. And the, the site, the site was not able to load those fans back in. Um, and, and not to be dramatic, but I, I watch a lot of those music festival documentaries and had just watched uh, both Firefest, which is, uh, I think, a real lesson in what not to do in life. Um, and then also like the Woodstock 99 one. Yeah. And I just I just think sometimes the, the, the best decision is the hardest one at the time when you're going to have to tell people who have, you know, planned on this for, for months and months and just so much joy coming to Chattanooga to experience this with Drew and all the artists to tell them you can't do it. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, but, but when you know you're making the right decision for the safety of everybody involved, you know, you just think about, well, what would happen if you put 5,000 people onto this site and then at night you can't see where you're walking. We're trying to do the right thing. I think that's the best way to say it. And then to speak to Chattanooga, one of the amazing things is just when you're in a community that really wants you, you know, the, this, this whole community has embraced this festival. And, uh, you know, I, I feel and, and the, the staff feels very, very wanted here. And the attitude in Chattanooga is whatever you need, we want to do it for. You know, and I think it starts with having a great mayor like Tim Kelly, you know, who's calling me uh, just to ask me what I need in the middle of everything on Sunday, asking what he can do to help with moving the show to Memorial. Anything I need is what he told. Me. Same with Nick over at the Memorial and then same with Drew and, and Paul and, and his team. And so all of a sudden that gets taken out, out from underneath them because of the weather stuff and. Um, so we, we, you know, uh, all of a sudden it's sort of all hands on deck. We're getting, uh, the, everybody over getting security moved over and taking over the details of, of sort of the logistics of how it pulled off. Um, but as we're setting up, we've already, I've already, so Ellie and I make our way, I pull up at seven fifteen to the Memorial. Um, and the staff there is working like crazy to try to set up some monitors and mics and we're getting as many lines run as we can. And I'm you know, it's totally fishing fishing for a compliment for Chattanooga, but it doesn't happen everywhere like this, does it? You don't get that kind of cooperation um, among so many different partners, or at least not that I've seen. Is that overstating? No, I don't. I don't think it's overstating at all. I yeah. mean, if you know, if if Drew doesn't lead the charge on putting this together because he cares so passionately about his fans and the moon river fans and, and their experience. If our team isn't there to really support Drew's vision and our vision for what we want this to be and become in Chattanooga, if the city and mayor Kelly uh, isn't a hundred percent all in and supporting what we're trying to accomplish, if Nick Wilkinson at Memorial doesn't want to work that night or doesn't want to put the effort into bringing his team in, um, it, it doesn't happen like it did yesterday. And, and then there are all of the 
you know, incredible people that are in each of those teams who had to work really, really hard and extra hard to pull off something um, that that took a lot of effort. So it's it's really a hats off to everybody for making it happen. There's a lot of things that had to come together. Like normally these, you know, in my experience, a lot of these bands, they come in on their bus, they get there however, you know, hour before and they leave. Uh, but these guys were around and uh, and willing to uh, wanting, not just willing, but they wanted to perform. Right. So, I mean, how does all that mm-hmm. happen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also want to just to to um, acknowledge some of the artists that weren't able to play. Had You know, some of these folks that they're, once they found out their set had been canceled, um, they made their way back to Atlanta or Nashville. Like Kev Moe was already back in Nashville by the time because his show was supposed to be at 3 30 and that's that that's storm. normal right I mean, yeah totally normal and so that's my point you know, that's I, normal I know, I know for sure that if other folks had still been in town we probably would have had them they would have you know gotten up there as well but I think you know it it also you know there's some practicalities as well like the kind of music that plays at Moon River is you know it's a it's a it's sort of a song based lineup you know these are all like it's not it's not a huge like while a lot of these acts may have production this is not a big uh production heavy lineup it's a it's there is a lot of production involved but it's mostly because it's a lot of people with a lot of instruments and um so you know charlie getting up there and singing a couple songs on acoustic guitar is manageable in this sort of throw and go format and he's willing he and leon being willing to do that or abraham um jp me and Ellie, I mean, all of us were playing basically solo acoustic sets, but really like local natives and Sammy Ray being willing to jump up there with like horns and drums and five vocals and, and have no time to sound check. I mean, absolutely unheard of. I mean, this is like the kind of stuff you do when you're like a brand new band trying to like play an open mic night and it's a total cluster. All these bands uh, have earned and deserve sort of a better situation than that but at the same time i think they also realize the sort of gravity of the 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 gravity of the opportunity that that all these people you know ted and i've talked about many times before people come to moon river come to chattanooga from all over the country and so we know that a lot of the people there they've booked flights to get there and they've got hotel rooms that night and they're not doing anything if if the show's canceled they have no plans and so I was inspired in some part years ago. I can't remember when it was. Pilgrimage had a really tough year one year with rain and had to cancel everything. And I remember Brand, my, my, a friend of mine who we all know and love who's played Moon River, Brandy Carlisle. She pivoted that night and put on like, I think she did like two or three shows at a small venue and like basically had an online sign up. If you have a wristband, you can sign up and, and try to pull something off. Just, just try to like, you know, pick up the pieces, make some, you know, the old, you know, make lemonade out of lemons. And sure. so, I think that the spirit of Moon River Festival is, you know, it was it was amazing. I, I was so prepared for when we announced, I was looking at social media like this is going to be, a, <laughs> this comment section is going to be a dumpster fire. <laughs> and and while we certainly had detractors, I was amazed at how many people recognized the, the complexity that if anybody on this whole property wants this festival to happen more than me and Ted, I they don't exist, you know? We wanted this thing to go on more than anybody else. 
and the team and everybody's put so much work security vendors i mean there's production there's so bands there's so many people who've made plans to have this thing happen and we can't control these external circumstances and that's just the nature of outdoor events you know so to see the you know whether like you said earlier whether it's memorial or whether it's um the security staff that they put a bunch of them in a van and drove over to help run security at the venue. I mean, it was like just wild to, to see it all happen. But I think it's the spirit of the festival. Hey, this is about music. This is about community. This is about this place. And a lot of people worked really hard to come here as fans. Let's let's see if there's anything we can do to salvage um, what is on, what was honestly like a real like my my two o'clock to six o'clock was about as depressed and sad as I've been in a mm. long time. Um, and it's, you know, just it's, it's it would have been easier had it been like a, you know, a four hour lightning storm, but it was these like pockets of chaos. Oh yeah, yeah, just, the tease. You know, like <laughs> tease. yeah. And so you're just like, man, you think we're gonna get to have it, and we don't, and then it pours, and it's just like all of this difficult situation, and people were upset, and we, you know, we get that, and we're trying to do our best. Like, and the fact that Ted and his team were willing to do the refunds was just a home run from 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 a, a sort of, um, like Ted said, taking care of our people. And, and the Moon River crowd, you know, while there's always, um, you're always gonna get first timers and newcomers who are just there because they like particular acts in the bill. The general spirit of Moon River is definitely a unique vibe and it's a unique community that comes together and loves this place, loves this kind of music, loves the people. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's, Ellie and I love music. We love what it, we love, like the audience is a part of the band in some ways, you know, it's like an extension of the experience. That's why people go to live shows. So I think that that spirit hopefully sort of um, flows in every direction with everybody involved. I mean, Lee, I thought Leon sounded great. All of his songs came across really well. His guitar work was really good. Um, you know, Drew and Ellie are just great. They couldn't have been better people to host, a, you know, a little yeah. pop up like that. So. That's something, Nick, you said to me yesterday when we were on the phone that uh, if Drew and Ellie aren't there to act as MCs, it would have been a a cluster. I mean, it's it's, it's it makes Moon River so unique that you have basically a hosted event that yeah, when, by doing that that you know last minute pivot here, I mean, if you have if I mean, and the, there's other great festivals and obviously C three AC they they've been a part of all of them, but. I don't know of any of them that have like, you know, a host like Moon River does. So, so they were able to step into that role and, and kind of make it seamless and make it seem like, I mean, I know Drew was obviously saying how much time and effort they do put into this. And obviously they do, but they're obviously just incredible, just talent and professionals because they could just jump right in. And it almost looked like they had planned this for right. months and months. I mean, if you were in attendance, you thought it was like, this was like almost pre-orchestrated or something. What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies 
loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcast. All right, so there you go. Um, if you stuck through it all the way to the end, I hope I hope you understand why why Taco and I are so interested in this. There's a it's way inside baseball. It's a little bit inside baseball. It, it I hope it gives an insight into the thinking behind these festivals. And I mean, one of the points that Ted makes is. You know, there was standing water, but it was going to be even different once the lights went, once the sun went down. You wouldn't be able to see where you're stepping. I hadn't given that a thought, you know. I hadn't either, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of this that you don't immediately think about. You think, oh, we just got to get it open and let people in. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, there's ADA. There's there's a lot of right. reasons yeah, yeah. why this would have been a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been involved in, we had a 100-team baseball tournament once we got rained out. There's a lot of decisions and a lot of angst. You don't want to cancel mm-hmm. it. Trust me, you don't want to cancel it. But oh, yeah, you definitely don't. There's so many but things. You also just don't want to make the wrong decision and, and have consequences from that. That's right. So it's still really pretty cool to me that so many people and so many things came together like they did. So, um, all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that, and thank you. Uh, we're next show. We're going to yeah. have the interview with um, Wild Rivers, and uh, Taco. You pointed out before we got on here today that uh, rumor season is is kind of kind of keep catching up to it, us. It's it? kind of creeping up. I mean, if you look at the calendar, we're not uh, but a few months away from well January, which is when the lineup comes out. So usually about this time. Yeah, you start getting um, whispers of, you know, bands that might have a gap in their tour dates around that time. And, you know, hopefully Brad can be on the next show because he's probably got more yeah. inside contacts to uh, to talk about what, you know, what he's hearing. So well, I'm, I'm curious to see. We know who he wants, right? I mean, we have that in. He's, yes, uh-huh. <laughs> we, we have that in very clear yeah. <laughs> terms. Yeah, I don't think there's any uh, doubt on who he wants. So we'll see. Yeah, he's made his demands. Yeah, he's he made his list of demands very clear. So we'll see how that works out. But uh, I haven't given it much thought, as I never do. Um, not like he does and some other people, but I do know it's a it's time. So that'll we'll have the like I said the wild rivers, and then we'll probably start talking about that. And and he's got a yeah, bunch and- of. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, you know, we're still healing from the previous two years of lineups that were announced and then changed and then canceled. And so it's it takes time to get excited again because you don't want to get that feeling of disappointment again when it doesn't happen. But I'm starting to get excited again. Uh, Yeah, I know. Isn't it funny how it's like, well, it's like anything surgery childbirth whatever your your brain tends to forget how painful (laughs) but Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) we we kind of mentioned uh not that i've had childbirth let's be clear i don't know what that's like i just heard (laughs) um but we kind of 
tiptoed around it right at the end of, uh, I think, that show back in August, um, that the lineup this year at Bonnaroo needs to, it needs to be pretty strong. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the key is, is to get people back to, you know, get it back to the festival, back to those levels of, you know, where they're selling out and people are excited and people want to go because it's all about the lineup. It's the lineup or nothing. It, well, that and, and, uh, and the, the, uh, the um, experience. That's why I think mm-hmm. the Moon River thing w- was worth us talking about because, like I said, that was, it was a bad deal. You know, nobody wants to cancel that, but they handled it right. Not, they I mean, did. Not everybody went, but they still handled it right. I haven't heard too many negatives. So, you know, and it, again, it's some of the same people. So hopefully we've we've turned that corner of the last three years, which, you know, I don't know who to – I don't know if there's blame for any of that. It's just the way it happened with a pandemic and a flood – I mean, a hurricane. You know, who sees that coming? So Exactly. It was just a bad – collection of events yep all right so that's it i think that's it um hopefully you know we what we presented was the edited down version of those two conversations um why don't maybe we'll just put the full conversation on youtube maybe just as an exclusive so if you want to hear more if you liked it and want to check it out then you can go uh, listen to the full thing but hopefully we gave it a good concise uh, yeah. presentation there's a little bit more in this episode yep. there's a little bit more in there um but yeah mm-hmm. glad to do it all right taco yeah. have a great weekend great week uh see you soon and uh thanks again for being so flexible and j- being able to jump on and uh, enjoyed yeah, hanging out last weekend it was fun me too it was fun to hang out again even though it was cut sh- cut a little short <laughs> yeah it was cut but. It was fun, as we said on the last show, seeing some of our Bonnaroo family with uh, Charlotte and Daniel and Lindsay. It's always yeah, fun. Yeah, it was almost out. like a, Brian Stone. a mini reunion. Yeah, Brian, yeah, Brian Stone, and who it, is, by the way, right now, he's uh, he's on his way to that Pearl Jam concert, isn't he? I, I have no idea what he's doing. but the, I think so. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one mm-hmm. he bought two sets of tickets for two years ago, and he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be like his birthday weekend two years ago, and then of course it got canceled and postponed, and, yeah. and now it's finally happening. So he's good for he's him. Going. He's he's yep. kind of a big Pearl Jam fan. We know that. So <laughs> I I hope it it won't be. I started to say I hope it exceeds his expectation and hope, but it won't be. There's no way it won't. <laughs> Can't wait to hear from him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon. Consequence Podcast Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.